0: Welcome to the first Yamlord session. Featuring Jay Pio and of course Johnny Blaze.
1: What's up?
0: What's up? Alright, alright, alright. Johnny Blaze. Chart
1: Harmony. Little predictions. I've been keeping track of Harmony since two cents. So
0: why do you like Harmony, Johnny? Aside from the recent buzz with DeFi Kingdoms. How did it pop up in your radar?
1: Okay, so um I was reading an article about this young kid, and this young kid was 16, and he had made some code, and some code that he made, he was confronted by Microsoft, and they bought it from him. Yet he could not accept the millions of dollars that they were going to pay him for it. And he had to wait till he was 18 years old. And then when he turned 18 years old, he came public into the crypto space and announced he was designing blockchain technology called Harmony One and that he had been building it for two years. So from the age of 16 to 18, he was working on it. And he had a lot of people involved in Harmony One. That was the first article I read. And the minute I read it, I immediately went and bought the coin. I went to Gate.io, bought it. QCoin ended up listing it. I bought it again, three, four cents, and uh, just followed him on his YouTube and Instagram and Twitter and just followed this kid that was building something that I had never seen anyone build before. And he was talking about the future of where NFTs will be going in the communities and how they can bridge in anything that will ever come into the DeFi applications into Harmony One. And he was super, super big in the beginning on hackathons. And if anyone's researched anything sure. about Harmony One, they sponsor hackathons all over the world and they even travel and do them in like big conventions, hackathon conventions. And some of the most brilliant coders in the world come in and they 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 try to hack Harmony. They'll come in and try and hack other digital asset, blockchain technology, tokens. And I thought that was pretty cool for them to be publicly letting people know that, look, before we're going to really allow any real applications on the Harmony, we want to see if you can hack us. And from
0: a fundamental analysis pretty rock solid. And that's the way you look at things. And you got in early because of that. I didn't know a lot of that. Actually, it's pretty
1: cool. Yeah, it was just mind-blowing that, you know, I watched for years how Ethereum Classic would get hacked, Litecoin would get hacked, Bitcoin had gotten hacked once. Ethereum hacked And then you got Harmony out of nowhere You know they're talking About hackathons I'm like well I am investing in this Because this kid's smart Everyone around him's smart You know And I think that What they're saying And doing is gonna be real And here we are A year and a half Two years later DeFi Kingdom's here You know And it just blew me away I didn't didn't see that coming Everybody wants in on it And Harmony is kind of Under the radar Nice and quiet Chilling But when it gets It's out, it's just, it's gonna be amazing, I think.
0: Yeah, the one bullish catalyst I can see for Harmony is being a US-based project. So like, I I do, with what you're saying like we're not early but we're not late so that's what the chart looks like um it looks,
1: cool.
2: it looks like looks like winning to me
1: right i mean it's like it did a lot of movement faster than i thought it would do i thought we weren't going to pump until november of 2021 but it pumped prior came down i think that's when bitcoin really took a shit came back tested right there thought mm-hmm. we were gonna go higher i just pulled the bar pattern off of past history on its movement been watching the. Fibs, you know, know. I love watching these fibs and looking at the daily, the weekly, the monthly news and keeping up with it. I think DeFi Kingdom has really helped it a lot in this big push up right in here hundred percent, and you can see I mean, it's just like very little sell-off, and then oh my God, we're not going lower. Let's keep going, but yeah, we're looking at you know the two hundred it tested it once, so I'm thinking if we do have any type of downward push on Bitcoin, well, yeah, we're gonna probably test the two hundred again, but look how high it is worst case twenty three is what I'm thinking
2: save a save save me some t a Johnny. Okay. I want to sound in I want to sound important and not just repeat your glorious statements. I like uh, as you're over there predicting a 40 something percent drop.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, 45 percent drop 17 cent. That would be a, about a Bitcoin maybe drop of 20 to 30 percent drop on Bitcoin would probably push it. I'm not thinking it's going to do that or will you know, sideways channel and, and retest back up to the 31 cent mark. Either way, I am in all of them. But if I'm spot trading daily and weekly, like that's what I am. I'm a spot trader. I don't do much leverage trading until recently when Harmony, you know, this is a no brainer. I'll throw 20 bucks at of leverage. Old school, low risk. Take profit. Get out. I don't really like to do shorts. I've not done any shorts, any leverage shorts in probably two years. I did sell all my crow. The other day i only lost two percent on it but i could buy it back right now and probably get my two percent back in a couple of weeks all they need is another commercial for crow and it'll pump right i'm
2: super bullish on Brod. i mean like the fact that they Staple Center literally was changed. Okay, okay, I, I believe you. My my thought is okay. That's something to keep in the back of your mind, right? So like, what are the strong coins right now? You that's know, right. and keep t- and keep tabs of what's strong, like Luna did, right? Luna kept pushing, and then look, where eventually it hit a hundred bucks, right? Same thing with Matic. You know, it's these stronger coins to really pay attention to because the macro structure still looks good.
1: As long as I've been in this space, which is, you know, going on five and a half years now, I've woke up a couple times and then coin had been two bucks higher than it was the day before. And it's like you feel like you missed out. But honestly, if you got 80 bucks to buy a token, just, you know, look at a fib and you're going to make money.
0: What are you trading, Jay?
2: The only thing I traded recently was Harmony, actually. and like I can, I can go into like a. I did kind of a beastie trade actually. It was pretty awesome. We can talk about that if Johnny's done. Or yeah, go ahead, man. I was pretty stoked about this one. It's, I was it's I was laughing either, pretty sure. hard. I'll I'll tell you here. I'll show you what I did. I uh I I made a bold move on the DeFi Kingdoms Gardens with Harmony. And because on DeFi Kingdoms, cuz that's the only thing I'm in really invested in now, I actually, call me crazy, but I sold my majority of my 41,000 Bitcoin buy at like 44,000 just cuz we were struggling. I got in some Bitcoin at 41, um and I sold most of that 44 and you know, I'll rebuy, you know, if we were to confirm the 4-hour backup here, we're diverging a little bit, but at the same time, you know, I'm I'm watching for that. When you see the highest timeframes, like that monthly is literally pointed down. It's just making it so difficult to press up, right? So I'm really taking heed to that. So I've been making some decisions regarding with knowing that in mind in the back of my head still, because we have that pressure. So with Harmony... I was watching this pump up. I, what I did is I was watching it at 37 cents. My LPs the, in the gardens, my withdrawal fee was like 0.1% or 0.01% or it's just something in, insignificant, right? Because they were in there long enough. I actually cashed out my LPs and went to the Druid or the trader and traded all of that into USDC at thir- when Harmony hit 37 cents. It was roughly about the same time Jewel was at like $19 as well too. Once we had mining start uh on DeFi Kingdoms, I knew we'd have sell offs because people yeah. are unlocking and they're selling. You know, so like duh, I saw this coming too. I was like, hmm, unlocking mining just started. I wonder what all these people with all this locked jewel are gonna do with it. You know what I mean? Because if they have a lot of it, that means they've been in for a while. So they want to get some profit. So okay, that's another reason for me to get out of. So I was watching for a lower high, which we did put in. We weren't able to break over this previous daily. And once we closed the daily at the same spot, and then the next day we actually closed below it, but we had this previous daily and then we actually closed below with a giant selling tail. So I ended up getting out of there. It was around like 19 or 20 bucks, something like that, right in this time timeframe uh, on Juul as well to kind of coincide with it. Harmony was stacking bearish divergences. Okay, on this pump up. And if you were to look on the four hour, so with the um, potato strategy here, if you were to look on the wolf pack, I mean, how clear is day are these bearish divergences? And then we gave it one last little like push up. Didn't quite get enough. We were over the daily, 34 and a half cents. We're able to stay above it. And then we gave it one last little "Eh!" with another divergence. So you notice we actually formed yet again another divergence. So we had the big bearish divergence plus this guy on the four hour time frame plus the all time previous high here. And I wanted to see if we were going to breach that and look at how close we got. So we were diverging on the way up to all time high. So I said, you know what? We're really struggling to break above this all time high here and we're doing it with divergence. I bet we come back and retest this monthly at 30 and a half cents to give us some more power again. Right. You got to get that steam, right? Potato always said, you know, it's like, like a rubber or like a slingshot, right? You got to get that steam. Okay. So what makes sense to me? Okay. Do we follow the same fractal we just did? And we just do it again. So I got out and I turned it into the USDC. The whatever, it's, it's not even a fee really. It's a- Question. So,
1: Did you swap your jewel for your USD and hold it in your wallet? Yeah, just on dfk, DFK. It, yeah, your yeah and what were yep. Your so all the jewel
2: and all of the um harmony that were in the lp and all of uh, really uh all of them matic and my avax one i did as well too yeah so i just did that and then once we came back down and uh, here's here's more confluence besides just using this strategy i had more confluence too so you can see the giant selling to this is on the daily so we had this big ol selling tail. Okay, we tried to break it and it got sold off, right? So I saw that and then we had this downward motion here. So there's even more confluence that once here we sold off too. And you notice that we tried, sold it off, tried again, sold it off, right? So we're really struggling to break through the 35.5. So there's more confluence if you hadn't gotten out yet at that point, if you were going to. And then from there, I had some great confluence, like this This monthly has been followed pretty well, right? We usually have action around it, and you can see all this previous action we had. We never retested it, so none of this resistance was retested. We had four straight days of trying. Five, like this even wicked through and got sold. So, okay, it would make sense for us to retry that, and that's just below 31 cents. I mean, it was like a 20% move. And once we got down to, it was like $15 or whatever it was, I just turned it all back into jewel and one at the monthly, like it was like 30 and a half cents or whatever. Okay, fine. I'll take it. If it goes lower, it goes lower, but at least I made the move, you know, so I got more one out of it. And then I turned the other part back into jewel at $15, which was like a 25% move or whatever. So there's ways to do it. You know, if you're going to have the conviction or not, and I might've been a little crazy. Maybe we kept pumping, you know, we could have. But I had so much telling me, hey, we're diverging here. And you, I mean, it's obvious on the RSI. We broke it, right? We closed above. But barely. How weak is it? We retested this daily several times. Eventually, we closed below it. Oh, and we were fighting over it. But you can see on the RSI how much lower we are. So there's there's a lot of confluence there. And OK, so I missed I missed a couple days of gaining jewel, But in the end, it was like a 20-something percent gain. So I took the opportunity and took a try because I had a lot of conviction in it. And hey. Hey, you know, it paid off. Doesn't always work, but it did. So pretty cool. It could come down more, but I'm willing to hold, you know, deal with it just because I'm, you know, well, I'm in the gardens anyway, at this point, I'm not going to do a 4% withdrawal fee or whatever. You know, I just hopped right back in the gardens. It was, I was out for like a day and a half or whatever it was. We'll see. Um, But yeah, that's, that's just what I did. You know, my, my trade really. Um, And to go along with what Johnny was saying, like, so I've actually changed my strategy out quite a bit with my, I guess, I don't know about comfort levels, but I'm really just training, I guess you you can say, and I, I only do spot um and DeFi right now myself. Just the way the market's moving right now. I'm not really that interested, me personally, in shorts right now, just because we're already at 42 and a half. We really haven't seen much pain to the upper side first to get a better short entry. You know, I had I actually shorted at 66k, which is awesome, but I got out of that. Like I'm I'm out at this point now. I, I would look for higher before I start favoring more shorts. I'm talking Bitcoin, obviously. You know, as of right now, I'm just kind of floating on the side again. And I think pretty much anyone's heard Dead Horse I've been beating about how I've been liquid, you know, because it's like, you know, if, if you're if you have spot, you know, unless you have specific things in mind, like, okay, I could have gotten big time on Phantom and all that, which I did through the liquidity pools, but my portfolios, not so much. We've had three straight red months. You know, and the fact that we're actually underneath our previous low monthly at this 43 780 because if we were to close this monthly below that, I think that's that's a pretty bad sign. I would not like to see that. And we have 13 days. You know, I think that's another reason why I was looking at 44 when I why I said I sold most of it at 44. Because I know that monthly is there, and we were battling it, and it was weak on the four-hour and whatnot. Once we got up to that level, it was like, no, no, not none shall pass. And then we swing failure patterned that, you know, we tried to wick through it several times, got sold off, sold off, sold off. You see that happen enough times, all these selling tails like... Okay, so I took the sign and I said, "Okay, peace out. Yeah, I yet again, I went with it with conviction. Hey, it worked for me. Cool. I was waiting to see if we'd come up and hit this channel that we have here that we haven't retested. Maybe that's coming here, you know, because we're starting to really show a good converging wave potentially forming here. So we'll see, man.
1: Anyway, let me ask you a question. What's your thoughts on altcoin season?
2: Jay, like now or
1: okay? so how many altcoin seasons have you been in?
2: A couple, really, and I don't even know if I declare it an altcoin season necessarily. Okay. So much as when Bitcoin's boring, so then so, alts run. So I have, there's you know? a
1: question about altcoin season, and being through many altcoin seasons that I've been in through year after year. If there was one for me, in my opinion, right now, we're probably going to see an altcoin season we've not seen before. And it's probably going to be random like we've been seeing lately. A coin goes 10%, 20% in a day, and then there's a turn for somebody else to go. And I think we're going to keep seeing that over and over versus what everyone's idea of an altcoin season is, is Bitcoin takes a break. Ethereum takes a break and all the altcoins pump. And yep. I don't think it's going to be like that anymore. I think that all of the people that have come into the space this year and next year is going to double. And then the year after is going to triple. And then the year after is going to quadruple. And I think it's going to be more of a, okay, it's your turn this month. And I think the money and the people coming in are getting smarter and smarter as years go by. And they're taking their big bags and they're moving them around and they're going into DeFi and then they're coming out profits and buying in to these alts, you know, that are going to be double, triple in a couple of years. And there's many that do that. After two to three years, they go from $28 to $400. And I've made massive profits last year and this year off of two altcoins that did that. And they did not, well, and every altcoin was pumping. They pumped on their own. Um, so I think we from last year to now, it's starting to confirm more of my thought and theory that it's gonna be random and mm-hmm. it's gonna be individually or maybe two or three at one time. Of course, we'll see those shit coins pumping because there's a whole community that trades just shit coins. They don't touch altcoins, they get off on the high, they get off on the the it feeds their ego to do those shit coins and they love it and it's awesome to see them engage in that side of cryptos but at the same time they want bigger gains faster higher risk and they don't care about losing the fucking money they just live that high if they would just yeah. put it into real shit which i think eventually everybody's gonna have a light bulb moment and do it that's mm-hmm. when we're gonna f- we're gonna bankroll because we got yeah. all these suckers at 30 cent and a dollar and then a year later 25 five dollar coins. So always hold a little bit of moon bags, everybody, just a little bit.
2: I think this market's so different from what people expect. Oh, but this just has to be a blow off top. That's the only way a market finishes. You know, it's like that that kind of sentiment, right? You know, that, that's what most people say. Oh, I've been through markets before. This is how it works. Yeah, that right. happens often. No. But does it, it have to? No. Yeah. So then if everyone's expecting the same thing, what do you think Bitcoin's <laughs> going to do? And that's why people are so confused. Well, why only 69? That's so stupid. I don't get it. People with more money know way more than we know. And they know that we think it's going to blow off like crazy. What are they going to do about it? Yeah. I mean, we we were watching it. And another reason why I was skeptical as hell a few months ago is when I saw things like Gala just blowing up. Right. Right. That was altcoin season. It was just gamify season. It was metaverse season. That's what it was. You know, and the flow of money. Right. Bitcoin to ETH. Right. And then those two did nothing. So once Bitcoin and ETH were done, then we had our major caps. So we had our Matic move, right? And Luna. And then we had our small cap moves. And the small caps were all those meta coins that went nuts, right? So there there were your signs, you know? And when all those meta coins were going bananas for a while there, and Axie hit 150 bucks, and, you know, Remark was at $50 in like four days. I mean, there was just all these crazy coins, you know? So that happened. So that was the altcoin season when the overall like macro... Of Bitcoin is not going anywhere anytime soon. You know the the way it looks, we're we're not going to be all time highing uh, tomorrow, next week, or next month. That's the way I see it. At least is, is what I'm reading. Oh, you know, and I think a lot of people would agree that next month we're not going to hit 70k. You know, like we'd have to have some serious bullish news happen. So what is that going to do to the market if the sentiment? Is not very healthy. Okay, well, we're going to pump this one like Ada just did, right? Well, right. Ada, I actually, there was a lot of TA involved into why it pumped. You know, I mean, yeah. like w- there were key levels news, that were hit that it bounced permanent. off. Yeah, and it, and it coincided perfectly with some TA. So like on Ada here, we had some great reasoning as to why this happened. You know, we had this awesome pump here and now it's kind of dying off a little bit, but we'll see if it, you know, continues on. But at the same time, a pump doesn't mean complete trend change as well too you know so right. we'll see if that was just another bounce along the way down here and if we're destined for a dollar or not yeah. so. and
0: i think it's healthy to check total one month in a while or total order and see that crypto is currently a two trillion dollar market it's something i i try to remind people like it's all going to zero guys and i'm like if it's going to zero the world is fucking going to zero too because
1: yeah
0: and i think actually what you're both saying is is kind of different perspectives on the same thing. And I think definitely not traditional all-coin season because what happened before is like past performance is no indication of future performance. <laughs> you hear yeah. that in every financial ad, but it's turned more narrative-focused mm-hmm. because like the money in crypto now, it's rolling around. And you'll see like metaverse tokens pop off and then there's something else popping off and this popping off. And I think it's so big now, it's just, it's not all going to kind of follow the one direction. there will always be something if you work hard enough to find what it is. And that's what we seem to be doing in this Discord is kind of working as a hive mind and figure out where's the edge, where's the edge, where's the edge, where's the edge.
1: Yeah, and that's what we're here to do is just give everybody an edge. And yeah. all of us give and feed each other the edges that we need. It's your turn. I'll,
0: I'll take it. I'll take a very different turn because I, I was knackered today, and I said, you know, I'll, I'll try and raise a couple of laughs and give maybe some perspective on why I'm here um, and why I think things are a bit different now. Um, will inevitably be the same. Let's do this. So for some inspiration, the way I think about things and why I probably seem like an asshole sometimes. And, but I'm pressure testing. I'm always trying to figure out what's next. I'll agree what makes sense. And I'll ask lots of questions about what doesn't make sense to me. That doesn't make me right. And right. it makes me less wrong, which is kind of the point. So one of my favorite quotes going is by Friedrich Nietzsche. Every teenage existentialist god. And convictions are prisons if you don't continually reevaluate them. So drawing back to what Jay said, just because people saw a pattern in the past doesn't mean it's going to happen again. And you can have a lot of conviction at like, hey, guys, Ada's going to be fucking 10 bucks. But if you're wrong, like, you can have all the conviction in the world if you haven't done the work and figured out and i think johnny describes that and brings that to this discord in heaps and bounds like you know it's not he's just jumping into a position like he's checking if the team are legit there's no scammers involved what's the token distribution like you know what's the lock up period like is 99.9 percent like gonna be released next year and owned by the vcs and everyone gets wrecked another thing just it's a quote that i found through crypto Mm -hmm. but i think just applies to life is know what you own and knowing why you own it you know if you have seen that you're a carpenter and you can see lumber is going to the moon you know like this discord is a place where you can enable yourself skills to to long the shit out of it or short it if you're you know a lot about radiotherapy and you know look ai is going to wipe this shit out like i'm going to bet against that market i think peter lynch is like there's a lot of content online he's very accessible he set up fidelity investments he set up the magellan fund he, he's very real and very kind of common sense This is kind of like a representation of like what I've learned from Potato and Jonas and a lot of other people because they've learned from them and we imbued this in this community. And that is emotions, you know, there's lots of different books, lots of different resources. But like this is really where challenging your own convictions.
1: That's right. Getting excited over over anybody and anything. You need to oh, realize uh, it's that. It's going
0: to be like the best thing. I'm going to sell my house and I'm going to buy digital land and mana because that's the thing. And I don't play computer games and I have no understanding of relevancy to it. But it sounds like a good idea to me and everyone. You know, Doing it. emotional. Yeah. I'm going to buy mana. It's
1: going to be. You missed yeah. the pump. You need to compare it to buying and trading. You missed the pump.
0: So there's a big difference I found. And like, look, it's a maturity thing, like true to life. You know, there's feel like you know it all and you generally if you feel that like you're you're probably wrong and then there's genuine like challenging your own assumptions and thoughts in a structured manner and i really believe that like triple confirmation is is fantastic for that a phrase I, in silicon valley that i love the most is like my head is so far up my own arse i can see the future <laughs> put on your tinfoil hats okay i had invested in nothing since the great financial crisis because I I was pretty close to the action, knew a lot about it when it was happening, but I never really saw the steps being put in place afterwards to kind of like fix the system. And in 2019, this jumped out at me and a lot of people, and it was basically the repo crisis.
1: Yeah, this is going to take over the repo market, and that's what scares the government.
0: Yeah, look, the repo market basically is a sort of really obscure obscure market, essentially. But basically in late 2019, when both the Fed and the European Central Bank were like, okay, look, we can take our foot off the gas here now on quantitative easing and stimulus. We think the patient is alive and recovering, i.e. the global economy, because growth was extremely flat post-great financial crisis, aside from equities and some other Ponzi's. So the repo market was a big shock and it basically like changed long term plans of the Fed and the ECB to shit like we can't take our foot off the gas here. We got to, you know, the patient is not well enough. We have to keep pumping money into the system. And then all the monetary printing has happened. Now, why is this relevant to crypto? Look, it, it is correlated. There is a correlation. I'm almost of the point of like argue if there isn't a correlation because it's so obvious that there is. But just briefly on crypto, this is just really interesting news. Like you have to follow it in terms of the macro. So Bitcoin was, you know, it, it, it's so easy to see since Tesla basically pulled their Bitcoin out. It was because of environmental factors. And I think people have lost sight of that, forgotten about it, the recent energy crisis. I know Bitcoin, Kazakhstan, hash rate, like it is always going to be an issue. But on the other side, crisis is opportunity. And you can see people like Intel now with the news today stepping into the market kind of saying, hey, guys, we can like, solve this like we've got fucking thousands of engineers. Like we can make a Bitcoin specific chip, low power consumption, and also stop pissing off gamers um, by taking all the supply. So after repo market luck and then COVID, like look at the fucking state of that chart like um, in terms of the combined balance sheet of the Fed. Back in Japan, European Central Bank, you know, it it looks like a shit coin, And that's where we are today. We are on, like, imagine a pimple on top of a nipple on top of a really, imagine the tail on the end, a hair on the tail at the end of a dog. You know, we are way out there. This is, like, not normal, which is the point of this presentation. It's a very strange place. We find ourselves right now, aside, outside of the crypto market. And at the same time, like, you know, just going back to the correlation uh, and where we are emotionally, I think we really need to be really mindful of that like, big red line going down. <laughs> it doesn't really make sense right now, you know, like economies haven't recovered since March 2020. Their valuations have, but no one's giving a split of the share of that, which is debt because the, the big old bubble is just buying up assets, buying up companies, buying up equities like you know, property share price is another aspect of And I think when you look around you and look at normies, like, I, I think I talked to normies, man, and they're just like, they, they, they're not taking any profits on investments. They just don't, they don't even check share prices um, because things have been so good for so long. Uh, and, and then you got to see what that means, right? It's the euphoria real. is real everyone's debt and uh, yeah i see a lot of frothiness or it it seems right 2007 possibly 2005 or so to me like so many people i know are jumping into a housing market that's up 40 percent and and both people are kind of like maxed out and they're allowed to borrow the bank is hitting them up for new cars their debt is crazy man i'm like hey you both work for the same company yeah and they're like okay and we just had a pandemic yeah okay and it hasn't affected you no okay and i'm like Shit, man, I'd be waiting for a lag effect, knock-on effect before I'd be making any really important life decision right now because we're, we're in new territory from a macro perspective. Energy. The first time I showed... I think a lithium chart to potato he just zoomed out and was like, holy shit, this is a shit going. And every other, like, you know, real measurable Bloomberg-esque, like year ahead, month ahead, six months ahead, oil, natural gas, whatever you yourself, like, they look like crypto charts. And again, it's a lag effect. And we're starting to see the bite in many countries of in which many people in this Discord live. And they're getting electricity bills and kind of going, like, holy shit, or bloody hell, Robert. And you look at the other things, like, there's some, like... People are really feeling the squeeze. And the point I'm trying to bring about, and you can see obviously, the housing market and stuff like this, the game has changed measurably by the numbers. But has the game really changed? Like, how long can this go on before we go back to what we perceived previously as reality? Or is this a new game we need to adapt and, you know, we can settle in? Or do we do what the tools allow us to do, which is even touching back on you know, why a lot of us came here and kind of found what we needed, that are tools to take the gut feeling, take the emotion, take the feeling about, I don't want energy to go up. I don't want inflation to happen. To take all that out and see the game for what it is and play it and almost trade it. And I think when it comes to macro trends, People had seen what were going to happen in the tech industry 10 years ago. You know, we could have put like one fifty year paycheck into the fan companies for the last 10 years. Probably wouldn't even need crypto or to be here. And I think macro trends um, energy is one that I think I'll be coming back to and back to and back to. Last slide, really, there's a lot of, <laughs> a, a lot of news at the moment, obviously, but the Ukraine and, and Europe.
1: Power outages in uh, the U.S. too. But well,
0: a lot of people don't really understand Europe as well. Europe is 550 million people. It's 200 million people more than the United States. It's uh, really a lot of people, a lot of place, big industry. I would probably urge people to pay a little bit more attention the way it works over here in terms of the macroeconomics too. Um, of course, the European Chancellor Bank did not decide to raise rates or plan to raise rates this year. Is uh, It's a very unusual divergence between the usual lockstep of the ECB and the, the Fed. So the Fed saying they are and the ESP saying they weren't, like, caused a lot of noise. It's the first time it's happened in quite a while. Usually they literally are lockstep in 10-year horizons. So that is a little bit of what the market feels actually is honesty from the EU, because coming back to energy and kind of finishing my point, the, the green transition is is going to require a lot of money printing and the reason it'll probably need more than what is expected is recently the european union reclassified natural gas as a renewable resource which is basically just saying hey guys fuck we did not make enough windmills and nuclear reactors and blah 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 blah. so now they find themselves in a position where probably extending all their cop 26 commitments and like look we can see happening in front of us that's not a good thing but also putting themselves in hock to, and no disrespect to Russian people or Russian history, but a petrol station nuclear missiles. Like, Russia is not a fucking big country in anything but territory and military. You know, banks and ATMs in Europe, <laughs> Germany, uh, like Poland, seems to have more density than, than a lot of Russia. So it, it's a really alarming state where like when a preeminent kind of political organizations on the planet is is in hock to a personality for energy, is reclassifying it as a renewable resource. Uh, And that shows that a lot more stimulus is gonna be required to get out of this, especially with climate commitments. And that there's opportunity in the backside of that too, which is, you know, potatoes trading natural gas. That chart is amazing. And I've been trading um, a lithium stock that I don't really want to mention right now because there's an EFT that's on the research on it should be a lot more uh, value. Uh, Charles as well from Porto, he 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 found this. Uh, it looks really interesting. So look, anyway, sorry to blab. This is just a picture I see, kind of the way I think. And this is where I see energy going for the next foreseeable future. <laughs> How it affects crypto, I'm more comfortable thinking about that kind of stuff because it's crypto is gonna correlate, you know, people enough money to kinda of pay their bills or to invest in crypto. Now when you get within that discussion itself, you're looking at the on-chain right now and it's institutional really driving it, retail's gone. But that could change. Um, yeah. let's say wages do start to creep up to match inflation, and that's a fucking crazy thing, wage price inflation. I believe it's happening. You know, people will have more money, more discretionary income. We come off the backside of COVID. You know, it is the last wave. Everyone feels happier, which is a massive thing in the market. You know, things get bullish again. Uh, Who knows? Don't leverage up. (laughs) I wouldn't be taken on debt. Don't ever trade more
1: than you're willing to lose. No.
0: No. Not now. I don't think.
1: One of the rules of it all. Do not let your emotions get involved. That'll take you about three years.
0: I think if I had a time machine, I wouldn't need to go back that far. Just March 2020. Right, right. Let's yeah. just do that again.
1: going to be more uh, interesting, I think, and more ideas being sold. And they're just ideas. And then yeah, it's going to come and- to fruition that it was all ideas.
0: I think that's a beautiful way Unless Jay has some observations to probably end a session. It's like the Jedi bell curve, you know? Like, yeah. this is all experimental technology, guys. Okay, like, yeah. the point of what I'm saying is, hey, we're in a fucking new place. Everything's new and maybe true like that. Like, it can be so interesting and entertaining just watching, yeah. like, you know, this whole shit happen. If you're, not, at it. if you're not on the wrong side of it, you're, like, de-risk. Like, it can be yeah. very entertaining and just very, like... What the fuck is that all about?
1: Like, yeah, you know? they've just spent $400,000 on an NFT. What the
0: fuck? There was a DAO that tried There's to a buy for a copy to. of... Yeah, there was a Dow that tried to buy Dune, and they thought they were getting a copyright for it, but they didn't really understand NFTs themselves. No way. And then it was Irene Dow, which was like, oh, this hot chick is, like, making NFTs, and it turned out there was some, like, old dude, you know? <laughs> yeah, I go back to what Flo asked as well. I, I, like slow made some amazing suggestions about how to break down maybe looking at energy so i will probably draw on those points just like looking to kind of maybe some more of the charts and stuff like that as well if you just don't want to put all your money in crypto there's good percentages and energy right now yeah all
2: right awesome sounds good it was good chatting and going over a lot of this and it was some really information really good information the two of you gave was (laughs)
1: it good yeah
2: all right yeah you guys are all good you're all Nothing else you want to cover?
1: I'm going to eat dinner. All right. Well, let's jump back in the voice chat. And we'll continue from there.